So I have been thinking recently. That's dangerous. I know, right? Yeah. But no, I've been thinking about like. Well, um, my family, my parents are getting their dog neutered. Oh. Um. And what I was thinking recently is like, how do how do people like get their dog neutered and like still have their dog trust them? <laughs> Um, you know, do, do the thing is you get to ask the other question, how much do, uh, how much do dogs miss their balls when they're, <clears throat> once they've been taken away? Right. So I had this idea that was like, I would have my friend like take my dog to get neutered <laughs> if I had a dog. Okay. So that way it's like, I'm not responsible for what happened. <laughs> It's just, it's just like a, just like in the dog's head, like create an elaborate like role play scenario where like this this guy kidnaps him, uh, takes him from my house, uh, has his balls chopped off, but then I come and, and rescue him. This is uh, <laughs> so the dog never trusts your friend again, but loves you forever for being right. the one who. Um, right, right. It, it, it'd be like like a like a kind of friend. Okay, so this is this is some Truman Show shit right here. Like, yeah, <laughs> setting this dog up ideally for this uh, uh, for this procedure, and uh, I, I have no problem lying to something if it means that it will still love me. <laughs> <laughs> Little white lies. So this person is evil. This only person I kind of know is evil and took you somewhere to get your balls cut off, but I'm here to save the day. Yeah. I'm sorry we couldn't save your balls. But it's okay. Right. You're not going to miss them that much, are you? Oh, hell no. <laughs> I do wonder how that works. If, like, after your balls are taken, is it, like, after you nut and you're, like, you come to your senses? <laughs> Wait a minute, dog sits up all of a sudden. Oh, no. I can devote my life to something important now. <laughs> oh, man. Is that... Are, how productive are Unix? Uh, uh, probably pretty productive, but is that a life you want? Um, I don't know, necessarily. I just wonder if there's like been any statistics done about the productivity of a Unix versus the productivity of a non-unix. I don't know how many unix there are running around. Well, if Game of Thrones... But I do, know that, I do know that they are probably slightly more aerodynamic than most men. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the Daft Punk, Punk song. Welcome to Undercooked Analysis, everyone. This is a show with very serious topics and very serious people. Seriously. I'm David. I started this whole thing, but it's out of my hands now. So it's his fault. Yep. It just snowballed and became a, a huge um, snow boulder rolling toward a village of orphans. Um, but all of those orphans were um, anti-Semitic, so it was okay. Um, yeah. Over... Over on my imaginary left is uh, is Dead Palette. 
Mm, yep. Over on my imaginary right, but only, but also slightly forward is uh, is Alan Cheney. Hello, and welcome to um, another episode of, and I feel like we haven't done this in a while. Short and shivery. Mm-hmm. Well, you did one recently, but it was an hour and a half long. What episode was that? That was. Uh, was, the that, one... was that the Ray, Ray Gun Readers one? That yeah, that was the one with oh, the Disney okay. and yeah. Paprika. Yeah. Yeah. But today we're gonna try. I think the stories we have are both short enough that I don't think we're gonna run into that problem. Um, and it's a good. We're thing. not going. We're we're not going to run into that problem because we are out of energy to talk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I have sore throat, man. Really? That was six hours. It sure was. Oh my goodness. Um, so uh, this is us coming off of recording the SCP roundup, which, goddamn, uh, you're only going to hear part of it initially. Closer each, to six. Each each episode ended up being like an hour and a half long, though, didn't it? Jesus Christ. So that's four and a half hours of material. Uh, so we're, uh, we're brace yourselves, everybody. That's coming. The whole thing is going to be coming in in segments pretty soon. Hey, we learned. Gonna cu- and it's now gonna, it's going to come in three splurt splurts. We we've learned from it, and now we know to vet uh, SCP entries. Yes. <laughs> you think there's a, you know, a, a formula to the SCP entries that, you know, oh, okay, this can't be too long. Oh, my God, the marathon session, that was this last one we read. Mm. Any uh, schwizzle. Anyway. Uh, today, today we're reading two short stories, and the theme of these short stories are... Two stories. <laughs> no connective tissue whatsoever? No. They're both on the creepypasta wikia. Okay. Two two brothers. Two, two brothers. In a van. On creepypasta wikia. And what do you do <laughs> when the Jeff the Killer clones... <laughs> I'm, I'm out of that. What do reading. you do? We're when reading dog. entry is too long. We're reading dog tags and we're reading circus. All right, I've never read either of these before. Circus is generic enough a title that I it could be literally any story. Yeah, it's like naming a story bench. <laughs> mm-hmm. The bench by Jonathan John Meyer, and then it's 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 a book about a really well-described bench and it's one of those really boring American classics no one wants to read but it's really well written so we have to learn about it yeah also I, I had someone today say um, I, w- I was talking to them and they're a fan of mine and they were like oh I thought you were joking when you said you were illiterate and not well read and no no guys <laughs> I'm super illiterate and not at all well read uh, Dead Palette is the like original Bob uh, uh, Bob Kane and Bill Finger, Mister Illiterate. <laughs> uh, but it's okay. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and dive right into uh, dog tags to start with. 
And the nice thing is these are all broken into nice little compound, uh, what appear to be journal entries. Mm-hmm. So this should be fun. Uh, do we have a credit at the end? I don't see one. Not that we're going to read it until the end, but you know. Yeah. Introduction. The story takes place in the Vietnam War between Vietnam and the USA. Really? It was provoked. Yeah, it was provoked by the USA to not stop the spread of communism during the war. To try and stop the, commun- the spread of communism during the war, Private Cortez is a Ranger Squad. Is in Ranger Squad eighty-seven, seventy-eight, seventy-eight. Uh, sent to the jungle of Vietnam to seek out and kill the Vietnamese Kong hiding within the trees. Their mission. <laughs> was intended to make it safer for tanks to pass through the jungle. Hmm. Okay. Okay. A little bit of a setup. I get that. I, I just is, had... Uh, man, after reading SCP, the SCP stories were so easy for me to read. Like, grammatically, I could understand them so easy. It was... And, and all of a sudden, I'm just, like, terrible at reading again. We're also mentally, mentally and physically exhausted... Yeah, <laughs> all it, of us. And for and for once, I'm not a, addicted to a video game, and David is. Oh yes, yes, so much yes. As soon as we're and done I've, here, I'm going right back to Breath of the Wild. And I'm just gonna keep walking the dinosaur. Good. I was uh, oh. impressed by your ability to open the door and get on the floor. I, I know we just started reading, but we're gonna go ahead and and uh, do my plug right now. Um, uh, at Dead Palette on Twitter. Um, if you want to, I, I realize we never plugged our Twitter before here before. Mm. And so also add scary sauce and add beast Bannon for some bullshit on Twitter. Right now we're debating what dinosaurs look like. Did they look like the dinosaurs in Zoids or the dinosaurs, dinosaurs in Flintstones? <laughs> <laughs> These are the important questions that we need to figure out. They're very important. <laughs> and if you dare suggest the dinosaurs had feathers. You are getting the block button, sir. <laughs> anyway. I feel like that's aimed at someone specific, but uh, I could be wrong. Yeah, the scientific community <laughs> with their theory of evolution that says dinosaurs had feathers. Feathers. No, dinosaurs were robots. I'm sorry. Dinosaurs also had uh, voice boxes, apparently, according to the scientific community, which made them squawk and honk instead of roar. Supposedly. Sure. Okay. June 28th, 1964. Today we woke up to our first day of the mission. We're trying to hunt down and kill those damn Viet Cong. We already found three of them hiding in trees like cavemen. I swear I saw a fourth, but the next time I looked at him, he was gone. There was something weird about it. It's probably the heat. (laughs) June 30th, 1964. We sought out seven more in the last two days. For risk, there is reward. But the risk was too much. One of those fucking monkeys popped out of a tree. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Threw a coconut at my head. I I only remember parts of uh, uh, what... I haven't listened back to uh, uh, Jane the Killer yet. I just know there was a lot of me being racist on Mike. 
You use a specific kind. There's an, there's another specific kind, unfortunately, uh, racist term for the Viet Cong that was thrown around a lot. Right. Uh, and we would uh, not a, a, say a, it here. Angry dragon, right. Oh. <laughs> God. Another one Fucking of those angry it. dragons popped out from behind the tree. <laughs> Private Cornwell died yesterday. Bayonet on the Kong's rifle went straight through his eye. Lucky bastard got out early. The thing that pissed me off was that the guy that killed Cornwell got away. We all just watched, I guess. Uh, huh? I swear I shot at least half a mag at that little shit. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, uh, July 1st, 1964. Uh, today we were looking at uh, Cornwell's tags uh, in remembrance. I took uh, I took a look at them. I took a look at his tags, and I took a look at them. And then I took a look at uh, Cornwell's tags in remembrance. And then I remembered Cornwell as I looked at his tags. <laughs> they didn't spell out Cornwell's name. It said 13 more. Went to show Colonel Fitch, Colonel Fitch. And then the next time I looked at them, it said uh, Timothy R. Cornwell. Something fucked up is going on. I decided not to explain what I saw to the others. Probably the heat. So are, are we having some uh, post-traumatic stress disorder? Are we getting a little bit of shell shock? What's going on? Mm. Mm. And is have you ever seen Timothy spelled that way? Nope. Timothy? It's, it's like, yeah, it's like Tim Mathy. Tim Mathis. Oh, have you met my friend Tim Mathy? <laughs> <laughs> of the Vietnam Cornwells. <laughs> That's like my new favorite thing to say. Variations on that joke. <laughs> Just keep them rolling, Alan. It works. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. Yeah, we. I am drained mind, bo- mind and body and soul. I'm. I'm trying my best. Uh Um. Where are we? July 3rd. You think you're about to reach July 3rd. July 3rd, 1964. Four more people within my squadron have been killed, each one bearing a dog tag saying 12 more or 9 more and so on. No matter how many times I try to show someone it doesn't work, every fucking time I show them it goes back to their name. But when they leave, it's just me around. And it's just me around. They go back to the message. Something is going on. It's scaring me, man. I'm like freaking out here, Scoob. July 4th, 1964. Good morning. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. (laughs) Mankind. That word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interests. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July. (laughs) (laughs) And you will once again be fighting for our freedom, not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. I'm sorry. It's the monologue from Independence Day. That's the joke. Here we go. That's my... No, I thought thought that that was uh, what Richard Nixon said when he was getting elected. (laughs) No, I got confused with what you said. What he actually said was, can't lick this dick. (laughs) His actual campaign slogan, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) <laughs> did uh, 
You know, I'm. You know, um, that's my favorite line from the Alien cine- uh, the Independence Day cinematic universe. Oh, the uh, ID for uh, see you. Yep. It's the Fourth of July. All is good in the world. Complete bullshit. In Vietnam, there are still people who die every day. Did that happen? At this point, it's true. At this point, there are seven more people left in my squad. Is this all really worth dying for? No. Just because the USA doesn't want people to be commies? Filthy pinkos. This isn't worth my paycheck. Something weird is going on, and my friends are victims of it. Mm. Yeah, it's a war. Yeah, it's... mm, I kind of like the gimmick about the 12 more, 9 more thing, but I'm, I'm not feeling this one too much yet. It's almost two on the nose. Feels like yeah. I'm wearing two on the um, nose, two on the nose, I, two on the I nose. Though I will say, though I will say that uh, uh, I'm jealous that Brandon gets to read this next entry, reading ahead a little bit. Mm. July 6, 1964. Uh, four more people in my squad died. Each time someone is killed, the amount of people left to be anally raped by crazy ass bonsai tree people gets lower. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody believes me. They all think I'm hallucinating. It's the same Viet Cong soldier that's killing our squad. Always in the same manner. With dog tags that apparently want to make me look crazy. My squad already has... Uh, has already issued an order to send my family a grievance under the fact that they think I've lost my mind. My children, my wife, my brothers and my sisters and my other extended family members are all going to think I'm crazy. I suppose it doesn't matter anymore because I'm not getting out of this alive. Ah, that's what a pessimist says. Come on. (laughs) July 7th. 1964. Our sergeant, Sergeant Martinez, has died today. His dog tags are different. This time it says, you're next. Isn't that dandy? Now the dog tags say that I am to die next. Everywhere I look, I see that same soldier in a tree waiting. Blood and sweat all under his eyes. He's trying to confuse me, so I am going to simply shoot at every tree I see. (laughs) Private Cortez, we're coming for you! (laughs) I repeat, Private Cortez, oaf, arg, get off me. (laughs) Uh, Is this me? Yes. July 8th. Yep. Or 7th. 8th? (laughs) July 8th, 1964. The only member of my squad left is First Private Kozak. He's very angry with me now. I ran out of ammunition, shooting at all the trees, so when he was sleeping, I took his gun and all of his ammunition. Oh. All of his bullets are now lodged in the bark and leaves of the canopy. We're now alone in the middle of the Vietnamese jungle, defenseless against any attackers, besides our knives, bayonets, and two grenades, anyway. Why does he care? Doesn't he know that he'll live? I'm dying. I'm gonna die. Out of the corner of my eye, I see the man with the bayonet. He's just watching me write all this down. Hmm. 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 This is the last entry, and then we just have a little thing at the end. Uh, July 10th, 1964. I've decided that maybe I can break the chain somehow. 
I have stabbed Kozak in the chest. I didn't break the chain, sadly enough. This, uh, the man is still going to kill me. He even told me in Kozak's tag. They say, you know, a sacrifice isn't enough. It's not going to let him die. Uh, he can't uh, get uh, his way. He put me through too much hell. After I am done writing this, I'm going to shove a grenade in my mouth and pull the pen. <sighs> the rest of the book is covered in blood. This page is bookmarked with a pen and a dog tag saying, You're next. God have mercy on your soul. Hmm. So, um, the first time I read the story, I was under the impression that, hey, uh, this is just an unreliable narrator going through intense shell shock. Uh, but then the ending of the story is the exact opposite of like, no, the dog tag is there, and it says, "Yeah, it says you're next." A la invasion of the body snatchers. I it's okay. I don't really care for this story to be honest. It's kind of boring. It would have been better if it just didn't have that last sentence. Yeah. It would still be lackluster. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's be- not an interesting ride. I've read um, a much spookier story that is more grounded in reality about um, um, the Vietnam War. Are you guys familiar with um, a short story called Sweetheart of the Song Tre Bong? Mm, no. Okay. I don't know anything about bongs. I'm straight edge. <laughs> it's a short story by uh, Tim O'Brien, and um, it stuck with me. It's really good. Um, I recommend it. Um, I don't want to say too much about it. I just, uh, if you can find it, the time to read it, it is, it's a good, it's a, it's a good sort of, uh, refresher after this particular story where I'm like, no, something actually, uh, something actually spooky happens in this, but it's again, more grounded in reality. And it's more sort of about like what people, how people deal with, uh, war and isolation and this, this whole situation out in the jungle. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. And the pacing is really and, good in it, too. Would, and and uh, and should we win the day? The 4th of July will no longer <laughs> be known as an American holiday, but as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Oh shit! They said the name of the movie. Uh, would this would this story would this story be helped out if it had more racial epithets in it? Yes, always. Okay. Oh, uh, I mean that's one thing. Uh, Sweetheart of the Song Trebong had going for it. <laughs> All right. This story would be a lot better if every um, every noun was replaced with Chinaman. <laughs> like every single one. Like this story takes place. Uh, during the Chinaman, between Chinaman and Chinaman, it was provoked by Chinaman to stop the spread of Chinaman during the Chinaman. Private Chinaman is the squad ranger Chinaman <laughs> sent to the jungles of Chinaman to seek out and kill uh, Chinaman Kong hiding within the Chinaman. Their mission was intended to make the, <laughs> it safer for Chinaman <laughs> to pass through the Chinaman. Oh my god. We're not we're not gonna stop you, we're just gonna let you yeah. keep going. Yeah. 
Oh, we have sunk to the... Oh, my God. We have... What? I don't have a list of racial epithets on hand. Otherwise, I would have changed it up. I just got lazy. Uh, fair enough. Uh, if you read the comments, even the Creepypasta Wiki is kind of lackluster on this. That's perfectly fair. They're giving it 7 out of 10, which is... That's a lot more generous than I would give it. I'd give it maybe a 5, maybe a 4. But we're talking about people who post on the Creepypasta Wiki, yeah. So that's True. like you're grading you're grading on a massive curve there. So if they're giving it seven out of ten, it's like True dot two. That. True dot that. Well then, uh, let's, let's what see is how our... it compares. Let's see how it compares. Ten circuits. Afro, polka dot, polka dot, polka dot, Afro. Written by friend over Skype. Reposted by Colvian uh, with owner's permission is at the very beginning of the story. Which is a nice way to say, look, I'm posting this, but I don't want to take responsibility for it. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to say right off the bat, people who know me know I'm a good sucker for a good story. A good story that has to do with a spectacle, like a theme park or a circus or something like that. So fingers crossed, but I... In the current state I'm in, I'm not expecting much. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you're, you're cynical, just like those those uh, uh, schmucks in the Vietnam War. Schmucks? Oh, Chinamen. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, when I was a little boy, Mama always brought me to the circus. I love the trapeze, the lions, but especially the clowns. They made me laugh when I see their round noses, and still do. I'm 18 now, and starting college. I thought I'd have one more joy before school starts. So, I went to the circus. The circus was just, was just, the circus was just how I remembered. Just a big old tattered tent, creaky and rotten wooden stands. This was one of the worst circuses ever. But it had a place in my heart, plus low prices. <laughs> The show was great. People swing quickly on ropes. Tigers bouncing back and forth with the crack of a whip. But finally came the clowns. That's our opening paragraph. That was all one paragraph. Hmm. Um, yep. Kind of a slow there, start to the story. <laughs> there is merit to getting into the action of something fairly quickly, but Mm. Nah. Yeah. Uh, who's reading next? You is, do it. Is, is, is it me? You. I think so. Sure, Alan. Fat and skinny, short and tall, this circus had it all. <laughs> the last of the Hi, Billy girl. Mays here with the circus. <laughs> <laughs> Real fake circuses. Hi, Billy Mays here. Do you want to see some sad elephants? Tumbo <laughs> <laughs> Circus, Tumbo Circus. With the last of the pies thrown and the last of the blunders blundered, it was time to go home. Everyone had left except for me and the performers. I was hiding in the stands. Oh, no. 
Finally, the lights went off, but I heard no footsteps. But I still heard laughter. The performers hadn't left yet, but could it be the same people? The tent was too dark to see. Suddenly, one spotlight flickered on. The place was very eerie. It was abnormal, and something about it shot fear throughout me. Then I heard a laugh. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh, Am I crazy, or did we not explain why we're staying behind? Um, no, you're not crazy. There's no explanation why we're staying behind. I could see a man. He had a weathered black suit and a torn tap, top, tap hat, top hat on. An irritating ring that could only come from a microphone sliced through the air. Ladies and gentlemen, I heard his crisp voice announce. Welcome to the night circus. He looked up at me. His face wasn't right. Webs of twine were sewn over his eyes and his mouth, yet they still remained open. My heart jumped in terror. You know, the night circus... Welcome to the ICP concert. (laughs) Whoop, whoop. (laughs) Fago bottles were started flying everywhere. Um... So The Night Circus is actually a pretty decent novel by Aaron Morgenstern, just putting that out there. I'm being the bookworm tonight, I feel like. But then again, I am the bookworm. That's what I do. I read. What do you guys hey, do? call him Dr. Worm. Good morning, how are you? He's Dr. Worm. Alan has redeemed himself forever and ever by quoting my favorite band. His cool. favorite band is Dr. Worm. Now you know. They Might Be Giants is my favorite band. Oh, dude, I've never heard of them, but I do love uh, the band Dr. Worm. (laughs) There's a Dr. Worm Um, band? Yeah. He's he's an actual worm. He's not a real doctor, but he is a real worm. He is an actual worm. Mm. He lives like a worm. He likes to play the drums. (laughs) He thinks he's getting good, but he can handle criticism. Anyway, um... (laughs) For the first act, because I think, yeah, that was right. For the first act, we will have our lion tamer do what they do best. Apparently, this lion tamer uses they and their pronouns. Free show, I thought. (laughs) Great. Through the opening, in which all all performers came in, came the lion tamer. He was in the same from the first show. Wait, was he? I observed him closely, and to my shock, I noticed his skin was torn in some places. But where the incisions were made, stuffing was withering out. He took a knife that was in his belt and tore open his own chest. Suddenly, three stuffed animals, lions to be exact, sprung from his cotton-filled gape. They moved like real animals, but were only a foot tall and made of fabric. Next, a rusty cage collapsed into the middle of the tent. Inside was a girl, no older than fourteen. Sounds bizarre. Interesting I, I, imagery, I, but... Um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, so far, the story makes no goddamn sense, and I don't think it will. But I think the writer is actually pr- is, is pretty good with words in, like, the most literal sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So this like, is... Uh, it's a creepypasta so far. It's, yeah. It's certainly a creepypasta. 
uh, and I'm assuming we all mean that in the most derogatory way possible, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> she was grimy and wearing filthy burlap. She I don't heard, know why she, you're so judgmental. Right? <laughs> she looked directly at me and whispered a silent help. A sweet, salty tear, clear... Mm. A sweet, salt... I, I take back this. what I said about the, the nice thing with words. Wrap a sweet... it up chocolate, it's salty and sweet. Take five. A sweet, salty, clear tear slowly ran down her face, like it was reluctantly walking to its demise. <laughs> the lions got viscous. Vicious! Jesus Christ, what the fuck is wrong with me tonight? <laughs> I could ask all of us the same question. So you got to start boiling the the lions on high until they become viscous. <laughs> oh. Boil it until a until a scum forms on the top of it. They sprung. They got vicious, is what they got. They sprung into the deteriorating cage and revealed teeth like daggers. They cut into her marble white skin. Her cries echoed through the air, and I could feel her pain. I expected a bloody corpse, and I got one, but mixed with the blood was cotton stuffing. Cotton stuffing, soaked, red cotton stuffing. My eyes subconsciously widened and my jaw dropped. I wanted to leave, but something was keeping me there. What was keeping you there? Uh, creepy boss to protagonist curiosity. Oh, anyway. damn it. What's the fucking point? The uh, next act was not the expected trapeze, but a sword swallower. He acted... He was actually normal. Uh, he proceeded to thrust his arm into his throat and pull out a claymore. Uh, he's a, he, we know that our narrator is a, a sword nerd, if he knows the difference between different swords, and is like, that is a claymore? Um, he then shoved it back into his throat and pulled it out and in repeatedly I got hard I, I read that wrong I cringed so hard uh, he finished and he bent down in my direction and showed me his throat it was as if a buzzsaw got stuck in it but straight deep oozing cuts lined his esophagus that's how I feel right now because we've talked so much this weekend Yep. He curled up in a fetal position and chucked a stream of blood. Uh, no human could possibly have this much blood as I had just seen. The next thing I know, he stops moving and it feels like you can feel his breath slowly fly away from his little, from his brittle body. I'm going to um, read that sentence again because I think I got it wrong. The next thing you know, he stops moving, and I, and it feels like you can feel his breath slowly fly away from his brittle body. Nope, read that right. Um, so, is he 100% positive he's not just at a Guar concert? Uh, yeah, I think, I think he's at a ICP slash Guar concert. And why those two bands are performing together, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd hope Guar was opening and leave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
before uh, after their set. <laughs> if you're a fan of ICP, I'm sorry that you're a fan of ICP. I, this podcast is brought to you by the Bendu Network. We are not down to clown. <laughs> okay, real quick, guys. Who, who, what is your favorite uh, ICP album? Um, Homestuck. Mm, that's, that's a decent one. <laughs> um, my favorite ICP album. Uh, it's not an album, it's a movie. It's Big Money Hustlers, just because Mick Foley and the Misfits are in that. I would say my favorite ICP album is uh, the Dark Joker card. I don't know if that's a ICP album for sure, but I'm assuming it is. That sounds like something that they'd name one of their albums. Uh, yeah, I, I assume so. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go uh, the Dark Joker's card, too, just to be safe. <laughs> um, Evil Circus Brothers. Two brothers. In a circus. <laughs> two two no, brothers. No. In a circus. No, remember they like the term homies? So it'd probably be Dark Circus Homies Brothers. <laughs> there, there's there's like at least one or two people out there listening to this that have no idea what ICP is, and then they're going to Google it, and they're going to be mad at us. I'm mad at us right now for reading this both of these subpar stories where's the love it's not enough mm -bop. <laughs> <laughs> and now um, for the finale comes our wonderful clowns the ringmaster shouted one last time out of the gloom came an eight foot long leg one of an insect it was quickly followed by seven more and from the darkness came a spider. Aside from being largest and wettest, uh, from being largest and wettest goddamn spider you have ever seen, one more thing was off, and that was its head. Most spiders have spider heads. No shit. But no, this one had a dirt, dusty clown doll head. Now I could only see its body and the start of its legs in the dim light. A scratchy voice slithered out of the thing. Wow. This is uh, uh This is a guar this is a guar concert. <laughs> uh, Alright, friends, friends. Is this more or less bad than Bubby the Clown? Bubby the Clown is ten times more entertaining than this story, I'll tell you that much. Oh yeah. This this might be very well the worst thing I've ever read on this show. This is pretty bad. Dead Pilot, why did you pull this one up in particular? I gotta know. I saw a story named Circus, and I put it on my list because it was named Circus. Yeah. I need a volunteer, it whispered in the voice of a four-year-old girl. God! Fuck! I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna read this next paragraph, too. Yeah, you're allowed. Go ahead. Its limb shot forward and into my chest. I flew out of the tent and into the night. I ran into the gloomy field. Then I saw the thing lurch towards me. 
Instinctively, I rolled and saw a dark spire thrust into the ground where my head was. While I had the chance, I cro- What the fuck is going on? (laughs) (laughs) While I had the chance, I crawled into a trench. My lungs were pulsing rapidly, my knees weak, arms were heavy, there's vomit on my sweater already, mom's spaghetti, mimicked by my heart. While we were down there, while I was down there, I found some dog tags, and they said, bro, you fucked up. The thing slowly crawled past me, and at that moment, when my brain convinced me I was safe, its head quickly turned into my direction. I was too out of breath to run. I felt a sharp pain in my arms were heavy, knees weak, arms... Then sure enough, the monster had its limbs in my mind? What? In my mind. (laughs) I felt... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm going to read that with a little more confidence, just so everyone is aware. (laughs) I felt a sharp pain in my arms, and sure enough, the monster had its limbs in my mind. (laughs) There's gold! Gold! Give me a seat, belched out the monster. Oh, more like... Oh, I can't do it. Give me a seat, belched out the monster. Mm, I can't do it all the way. This is my turn to read anyway. Hold oh, on. Too bad. You can actually go ahead. Oh, oh fuck. Well, worth a Oh, man. Belched out the monster. <laughs> Suddenly, it used another limb to carve into my mind, my chest. <laughs> Give me an eye. Belched the monster again. Another letter, more pain. I need, I need to take a second to mention the fact that I made myself burp there. And I had bacon earlier today, so I have to give this story props for letting me taste that bacon again. Woo! So, thus far, it's an ICP slash Guar concert out of bacon. (laughs) Give me an R! And like an exacto knife, the pain returns. Give me a C with a black laid grimy grimly with the black leg grimly with no remorse carved into my skin again oh my god that needs to be a band name and the black leg grimly or an album <clears throat> and the black leg grimly and the black <laughs> i'd pay to see the black egg grimly <laughs> here they are the a black leg grimly Give me a U, it said. I was surprised I wasn't dead yet. Yeah, I am too. Actually, I'm not. I'm not surprised by anything in this story. Um, Give me an S. And that was the final letter. I knew. No more pain. No, now more... <sighs> no more pain now more sorrow no more life its head rapidly morphed into that of a real human clown and what does that spell it asked one last time circus I quietly murmured perfect it said in that of a 30 year old's voice and the last thing I ever saw 
was its black spire thrusting into my face, and for half a second, blood. This was fucking terrible. Yeah. This was, um... There was no nothing redeeming at all about this story. I take back any praise I gave it before. It is... It is boring. It's just boring. I, I love... There, there's something bizarre about young writers where they just have an obsession with age. They're like, it was, it was the voice of a four-year-old girl instead of, like, a young girl. Like, no, specifically four. And it was the voice of a 30-year-old person. Very specifically, they were 30 years old. Yeah. You know how all 30-year-olds sound exactly the same? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they all, They're they all, all like... Wow. Wow. They, they all say things like, I remember the 80s, barely. I was a toddler. I was Babu Jones. Are we going to Babar's house? <laughs> Oof. So, uh... Which story wins? Dog Tags. But Dog I, Tags wins. Dog Not, Tags had I, a spooky Viet Cong guy with a bayonet, at least. Yeah. I mean... Great... Grading on a hell of a curve. <laughs> it's been a while since we we tackled some garbage. That is well, I don't know. We did do Jane the Killer not that long ago. Uh, yeah, and don't get me wrong, that's garbage. But I mean, like, this is this is some some non obvious garbage. Yeah. Yeah, thing, the precisely. Thing, the thing with like stories like Gene the Killer or Bubby the Clown is like those stories are so bad they're entertaining, and mm-hmm. this is not. This is these are the kind of stories that I loathe the most. Um, stories. Well, I wouldn't say dog tag. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give dog tags a, 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 a like a, a D minus. Basically, it it slides past just barely but this um this is one of those stories where there's nothing in it that is at all compelling it's not competently handled it's just a pastiche of creepy nonsense and i and it's not it's not so bad it's funny it's just bad and i don't care about it and i don't care about anyone anymore and I'm retiring good night hmm trying to think of something clever to say Goodbye. But hey, if you actually want us to have fun, I mean, we're still pushing toward that Patreon goal so we can actually read uh, the forensic journals. (laughs) Which, oh my god. I might come out of retirement for that. Good. But otherwise, that's it. how's, How's retirement been treating you? 
Um, I've been retired for all of um, half a minute, and um, I already miss it. I'm coming back. Uh, just don't ever yeah, put uh, anything if, like this in front of me again, or I will slap you. If you're interested, we have we do we may have a position open for you. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah I, I apologize for leaving abruptly like I did. I hope I didn't burn any bridges. No, 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 no. Like we all, there, there's a little bit of resentment. Um, understandable. I mean, but it's all actually towards Dead Palette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I don't know how I'm responsible for this. This wasn't my suggestion. Then who suggested it? Uh, uh Mister Illiterate is one of his favorite stories. Yes, I love this story. I especially like the part with, uh, with, uh... Mine? That was a good part. Yeah, I will take your word for it. Mine? I especially liked all the pictures on the side. (laughs) Five five new anime, five anime new viewers should watch. It better be dubbed, otherwise I'm not looking at it. (laughs) So, yeah. So, yeah. That's the end! It's over! The recording. God fucking damn it. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BendUNetwork.com.